Hello, ako si Jadeska Villan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong Rappler Podcast episode kung saan hihimayin natin ang mga maiinit at mahalagang isyu sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Rappler's Newsbreak, Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin kung ano nga ba ang ginagawa ng Department of Justice para maresolba ang libu-libong patayan sa War on Drugs ni Pangulong Rodrigo Duterte. Kung ating matatandaan, ibinida ni Sekretary Menardo Guevara ang isang review panel na mag-iimbestiga raw ng mga insidente ng patayan. Itaruhay isang palatandaang seryoso ang administrasyon na ayusin ang sitwasyon sa Pilipinas. Pero sapat ba ang ginagawa nito? Bakit inabot ng apat na taon bago ito gawin? Kasama ko ngayon si Lian Buwan, ang Justice Reporter na Rappler, para talakayin kung may maaasahan pa ba ang publiko sa DOJ pagdating sa accountability sa drug war killings. Hi Lian, thank you for joining me today. Oh, hi Judith, you're welcome. So, first question ko, ano ba yung role ng Department of Justice in the context of domestic mechanisms for accountability regarding dito sa widespread killings under Duterte's drug war? Ano ba yung mga key things sa dapat malaman natin? The DOJ plays a large role in any issue of accountability because under it um, is the National Prosecution Service, the NPS. So, lahat ng krimen, lahat ng masamang ginagawa sa Pilipinas, they're all gonna reach, assuming that there's a complaint, they're all gonna reach the prosecutor. So, it's always, laki yung role nila in such a way that sila yung maglalaban para sa tao. Mm-hmm. Kaya nga sila nagpo-prosecute ng people versus mm-hmm. the offender, di ba? Nakasalalay sa mga prosecutor yung malaking parte ng accountability in which dapat magaling silang mag-prosecute ng mga krimen na ito. The missing link siguro ay umaabot ba sa prosecutors in the first place yung mm-hmm. mga krimen. And mm-hmm. I guess I could discuss that later Now, there is really a problem of filing a complaint at all because, you know, witnesses are scared and there's a lack of trust with the police who um, generally or usually files the complaint uh, on behalf of the victims. Uh-huh. So, parang one of these efforts na ginawa nila is this drug war review panel. Eh. Uh, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about this? Uh, when you heard this being created, I think this was in late June, di ba? Ano yung unang pumasok sa isip mo? Ano yung mga questions agad na naisip mo? Na when uh, Secretary Guevara mentioned that they're starting this panel. I was shocked, surprised. I don't know if I was pleasantly surprised or, um, you know, um, in a negative way surprised. But we didn't hear anything about the panel that it was going to be Um, launched. And diba, ikaw, you, between the two of us, you cover the UNHRC. So, diba, parang ayoko pa nga mag-cover no, ng UNHRC because, I mean, hindi naman ako involved dyan, ganun. So, when I heard that um, Justice Secretary Guevara was going to speak to the council, I was curious na parang, does this mean that um, the Duterte government is now acknowledging Um, acknowledging, I mean, you know, the validity of these, these, I know, these bodies, these international bodies, so much so that it would send the Justice Secretary to the Council. Kaya nung narinig kong, nung una, syempre yung, ano, yung, yung paunang speech ni Secretary Guevara um, was very predictable. He was uh, defending 
defending the government's efforts. He mm. cited like the conviction of the Ampatuan massacre, conviction of key and killers. So up until that point, I was like, okay, this is um, a run-in-the-mill, you know, Duterte government messaging. Until he started talking about that the DOJ has, will lead an interagency panel that will review the more than 5,000 deaths in uh-huh. the drug war. And sobrang, I was really taken aback. I, feel, I felt like I was not emotionally ready for that. Kaya nung, so I was frantically typing just in, ba? Parang just in, as in literally in my mind, parang, oh my God, this is breaking news, ganon. My first question was, ang late. Sobrang late. Bakit, bakit ngayon lang? It's been four years. And so, as I was transcribing the secretary, tweeting the breaking, I was also frantically typing on our Viber group with the secretary and the spokesperson, asking them, why now? Why just now? Hmm. Pero, uh, yun nga, sabi mo, why just now? So, before this, ay, hindi sila nag-review ng kahit anong any deaths under the drug war, maliban dun sa na, na convict kay Kian uh, noong 2017. By function of deaths, they should always review uh. the deaths because yun nga naman, kasi nga, sa kanila naman talaga manggagaling. I, I mean, sila naman talaga yung magpo-prosecute. So, there is that mm-hmm. mandate um, uh. expected of the DOJ. So, when we did the story in 2018 where we analyzed data and concluded that the government was letting thousands of these drug war deaths to go unsolved. The data came from the DOJ, excluding numbers from Manila and Taguig, which at that point, hindi pa nila makuha. They had only prosecuted at that point 76 drug-related deaths out of 5,000 na nung time na yun eh. 5,000 police, police operation deaths na nung time na yun. Um, approaching 20,000 na yung overall vigilante killing. So, in 2018, they already knew, the PCO, PCOO-led real numbers PH already knew that there were 5,000 deaths in police-led anti-drug war operations. And the DOJ already knew na ang daming hindi umaabot sa kanila. Kasi mm-hmm. how come they're only prosecuting 76? So if there was an effort, I would have expected it to happen around 2018, early 2018. Uh, so, for uh, it to uh, reach June 2020, hmm. it feels like, bakit ngayon lang? Yeah. So, how would you describe itong progression? Do you think it was parang natural dahil baka bureaucracia or whatever? Or abrupt? Do you think ba may nag-trigger kaya biglang abrupt na they created this panel? I don't think if I can classify the progression as being strictly either natural or abrupt, but I'm just going to base it on the facts that in 2018, they already had this data. Um, if there was a bureaucratic delay, I would have expected it, okay, sige, it would reach 2019 for it for you to start. Para sa akin naman kasi, the delay would only be bureaucratic, eh, yung gaano kakatagal bago mag mag constitute ng panel and whatnot and whatnot. Pero yung realization mo, dapat mabilis kasi nasa yun yung numbers ng 2018. Uh-huh. And I don't think it's acceptable na from 2018 when they had the numbers, two years ang tinagal before they could create an interagency panel. Uh-huh. And another fact in the timeline, it was in December 2019 when the ICC prosecutor announced 
that she was going to come out with a determination. The, the entire international human rights community, the Philippine human rights community, closely watching this, hinihintay nila ano ba yung magiging determination ni Prosecutor Fatu Bensuda. And pa, tayo din eh, we have been kept waiting. So for them to say that in June 2020 makes you think something, something... Something prompted it. Secretary Guevara naman was so very honest in telling the Human Rights Council that um, that effort underpins their strong position against calls from an independent investigative mechanism, including the one before the International Criminal Court. So he spelled it out for us. Given the information that you have, yung mga context nito, yung timeline nito, uh, and your observations covering the DOJ, uh, what do you make of this? Drug War Review Panel. Uh, do you think uh, my sense ito, given the situation? What are you hearing from the ground or at least from your sources? Um, ang hirap ding sagutin niyan kasi j- just like the discussion of whether ICC should step in. Diba? There's, there's, a, there's a sector or a faction um, if you want to use faction. There's a faction of the human rights community which is all for international investigation. ICC, ICC, ICC. And then there's a faction of the human rights community that sees the value in the, in domestic mechanisms such as this. Mm-hmm. Yung na-appreciate nila na, ah, okay, merong, 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 effort yung, merong effort yung DOJ. And these are people who had worked with people in government, who had worked with, you know, really hardworking and honest-to-goodness prosecutors. So... If you ask me if what I think about this, there's a certain extent of trust that people in DOJ, including top officials of the DOJ, want something to happen. Sincerely want to bring justice in whatever form. Iisipin mo rin kung what are the, uh, the kind of political climate siguro that they're working within, yung framework that they're working within, the limits of working for this government. So kahit mabuting tao ka, if you are working under this framework, ano, hanggang saan ba yung kaya mong gawin? Considering that the DOJ is a political agency. It's, a, it's an executive agency. So hanggang saan lang ba ang kaya mong gawin kahit na gusto mong gumawa ng marami? So, parang ano, no? kasi we know naman what's happening with officials with their step out of the official government line, di ba? If we remember, yung yeah, dating... They either, they're either fired or they, they resign. Uh, so, beyond this panel na tinatawad ng DOJ, meron pa bang ibang policies or programs or maybe important steps na ginawa yung DOJ to address specifically itong mga drug war deaths na we know na thousands nang bilang. As of two years pa into the, to the third administration, mataas na eh. So, meron pa ba silang parang ibang mga policies na implement Yeah, so, um, part of the, part of what Secretary Guevara bannered to the Human Rights, UN Human Rights Council was their AO35 task force. AO35 stands for Administrative Order 35. This is an AO pa ni Pinoy. Um, that uh, would look into EJ case, kumbaga, the extrajudicial killings or politically motivated killings. Actually, I don't know kung maliit lang na bagay ito, ha, pero nalalakihan ako na Secretary Guevara calls it the EJK task force. But the government does not believe that there is an EJK. 
Kasi wala rin namang, there, there is a contention of the definition of an EJK. So, for the DOJ to, to you know, willingly call it, voluntarily call it an EJK task force, in my mind, ah, medyo malaki yun. Anyway, so, Secretary Guevara bannered the AO35 task force to the UN Human Rights Council. It's been in existence for seven years. Pero si Secretary Aguirre didn't give much attention to it. Si Secretary Guevara yung talagang bring to the fore that we're doing this, we're doing this, and they engaged um, the academe, think tank from the academe to do this. And every time an activist is killed, they'll say, oh, we will put it under AO35 mechanism. But ano kasi yung track record kasi ng AO35 ay hindi masyadong maganda kasi una, hindi nila, hindi match yung numbers nila, number of cases handled sa data ng mga human rights groups on how many EJKs have been perpetrated since in the entire seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that can be explained by some cases, human rights groups call it an EJK. The DOJ will not classify it as such. Parang, ah, hindi to politically motivated. Parang ganun. And in the seven years, it had only convicted 13 people. And out of the 385 cases, 127 perpetrators have been killed. That's why human rights groups do not trust this AO35 task force. Mm-hmm. At yung pagkamatay nga ni Randall Echanis at saka ni Zara Alvarez, uh, the progressive groups have had to, you know, really knock on the door of the DOJ to be involved. Yung parang involved nyo kami, update nyo kami, ganun. Oh. And narattle pa nga sila nung nag-resign si Undersecretary Mark Perete. Because Yusek Perete was the liaison between the DOJ and the progressive groups. So biglang nung nag-resign si Yusek Mark, parang hindi nila alam kung anong gagawin nila. Mm-hmm. Kaya Ayun talaga yung tinanong sa budget hearings ng, ng DOJ and Secretary Guevara promised um, Congresswoman Franz Castro that they would give her a progress report, which they haven't done so. So parang you're painting somehow, parang picture for DOJ na very worrying. Parang four years into and ganito yung situation. Pero before we dive into more details, let's listen to this overview of our Rappler podcast. Next time, wag niya akong pariginigin ng revolusyon. Nako, Diyos ko. Yan ang mas delikado sa COVID. Eh, kung mag-revolusyon kayo, you will give me the free ticket to stage a counter-revolution. How I wish you would do it. Don't understand what President Rodrigo Duterte is saying? Want to know the story behind his words? Listen to Seat of Power, Rappler's political podcast about the Duterte presidency. Hosted by me, P. Renada, Rappler's Malacanang Beat Reporter. May a lot of people, but not much a lot, but I know that there are some people who would happily use I'm polyamorous label to basically justify anything. Mm-hmm. To justify sleeping around, to justify not committing, but that flies in the face naman of how we see it. It's my choice not to be a mother, but I'm not, it's not dissing on, mothers, dissing yeah. on motherhood, uh, about, on it's parenthood. Like a purely person-to-person basis. Uh-oh. I'm Marguerite Leon, host of Rappler's I've Got an Opinion, where I speak to ordinary people who have a lot to say about extraordinary issues. Listen in every other Wednesday at 8 p.m. on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Welcome back to News Break Beyond the Stories. I am Jodesca Villan and I'm here with Lian Buwan. We're talking about the role of DOJ in getting justice for the drug war killings. Kung possible ba ito? So, Lian, in the resolution adopted by the UN Human Rights Council, 
ang daming programs na sinight from the DOJ eh. Parang if on paper, parang isipin mo agad, wala well, nang ng DOJ. And free ka ba sa may resolution or yung parts nito pertaining to this programs ng DOJ? Do you think translated ito on the ground? Reality? May connect pa or meron disconnect sa nangyayari sa communities? Judes, ang hirap lagi ng mga tanong mo, napapansin ko lang. Pero yeah, when I when I read that part of the UN Reso, sabi ko, wow, lahat DOJ, bida, kumbaga. Uh-huh. And, you know, um, you gotta give them some credit kasi meron nga namang programa, diba? And, uh, for one, kunwari yung the, the justice zone. Um, I know that the people in the justice sector coordinating council, the JSCC, this is not just the DOJ, this is also DILG and Supreme Court. And yung, ano, yung think tank na Go Just, they're really working hard towards uh, the justice zone, yung collaborative effort ng lahat ng justice agencies para mas mabilis ang justice system. Para isa siyang malaking grand dream na binabanner ng maraming bansa sa buong mundo. Mm. It's not like it's it's not the drug war panel that is very specific and targeted to fix something. Parang ganun. So, I felt like bakit siya yung isasayt ng Human Rights Council para sabihin na may ginagawa ang Pilipinas para i-address these urgent and very recent human rights abuses when the justice zone is like it's a rolling long-term grand project. It's a grand dream for the Philippines and many other countries. But the problem that the Human Rights Council was supposed to be looking at is very recent and very immediate and very urgent. Parang hindi, hindi ko sila ma-place together. Uh-oh. And then the Human Rights Council also cited the National Justice Information System, the NJIS, which, like the Justice Zone, is also a grand project. Um, yung digitization ng mga data, parang, my God, ilang, beses na, ilang taon na ba natin naririnig ang electronic courts and electronic system and digitization of the justice system? Diba? Parang matagal na natin itong naririnig. And good for the DOJ to have launched it in January 2020. Mm-hmm. Pero, nung nilaunch nila yon hindi pa nila na-digitize ang data. <laughs> I, and, and I don't think they have digitized. I asked Secretary Guevara this. Sabi niya, hihingan pa daw niya ako ng update. Um, he'll get back to me. But I don't think they have digitized it. Kasi yung mga, mga naging problema ng, ng the likes of the Bureau of Corrections, you would see that they've not really yet totally fix their data problem. So, hindi pa na-digitize yan. So, for it to be cited um, uh, for the human rights resolution for that, you know, watered-down um, resolution, parang hindi ko ma-connect. Parang ano, no? Ilalagay uh, mo na lahat ng taya mo. <laughs> Kasi parang ano eh, parang lahat naman ng, lahat, I mean, marami namang gina, I mean, marami namang project ang gobyerno, sa totoo oh. lang, di ba? Uh-oh. Left and right, marami naman silang project. Parang binigyan mo ng credit lahat yun. Lahat ng ribbon cutting nila, binigyan mo ng credit. Without, you know, without really taking into account what its concrete yeah. contribution is to this very immediate and specific problem, which is EJK's and human rights abuses Uh-oh. in the recent years. Parang yung mga ano lang yan, no? yung mga nag-collect ng mga 
achievement report ko na ilalagay sa, sa year and achievement report without ilalagay yung mga KPIs, ilalagay yung mga targets ko na hit pa. Exactly. You, you use the right word. It, it seemed to me like a KPI. So, para talaga siyang performance indicator and in paper it looks, oh, wow. Pero, I mean, the UNHRC also credited allegedly the data sharing agreement yeah. between the CHR and the DOJ. Pero it didn't make it clear kung ano ba yung data sharing agreement. I mean, I would later clarify with Secretary Guevara and would later tell me that the data sharing agreement is only in the AO35 uh-oh. task force. So, ito yung mga EJK outside of the drug war. And even then, wala pa data sinishare pa sa under AO35 yeah. sa HR. Yeah, yun na sabi sa'yo ni Commissioner Dumpit na wala pa. So, parang liyan drug war panel tayo siguro. Uh, when it was announced by the Secretary nung late June, uh, sinasabi ng mga human rights groups na uh, very worried sila kasi ano ba intentions nito? Uh, legit ba yung concern nito? Talaga ba mag-iimbestigahan? Parang sinasabi nila, it was only created to shield the Philippines from international scrutiny para masabi na may ginagawa sila. It was almost five months ago. May narinig ka bang updates from the panel that shows na ah, baka naman talaga ang ginawa to kasi legitimate yung concern niya na gusto nilang maayos yung sitwasyon. Or na lubog pa rin siya sa burakasya sa kabagalan ng gobyerno. Alam mo, parang hindi lumipas ang isang linggo na hindi ako nagtatanong kung ano ang update sa drug war panel. And when the UNHRC resolution was issued, I asked again Secretary Guevara kung pwede ba kami makakuha kahit lang progress report man lang. Oh. And he said that he would rather he would rather parang, di ba kasi the UNHRC offered technical assistance. Oh. So he would rather get that rolling muna. And then, parang sinabi niya, mas gusto kong balitaan kayo ng resulta. More than just plan. Tapos, and then he said na, just give us time because nga, Yusek Mark had just left. Yeah. And so, it was, the, the, the workflow was disrupted. But you know, Yusek Mark is not the head of the um, the AO35 task force even. May, may prosecutor na head nun. And the drug war panel is not just the DOJ. It's an interagency panel. And he said, just give us a little bit more time. He, they, and they, they, but I, when I asked kung tuloy pa rin timeline that they would um, release a report by November, sabi ni Secretary Guevara, kaya naman daw nila. Pero bigyan lang daw sila ng oras kasi mas priority nila yung IRR ng anti-terror law, which they published today. So bukas, Judas, para sa'yo tatanungin ko ulit <laughs> kung may ano, sa drug war panel. Kasi I was asking, kasi di ba we remember how Secretary Guevara parang binose na na involved yung, yung CHR sa ginagawa namin as independent monitoring body. So, parang proof yun na walang nakakahadlang sa kanila para i-monitor sitwasyon. Pero we heard from the CHR na tatlong letter na yung sinend nila. Walang reply from DOJ. Sinabi daw ni na-resigned Yusek Perete na hindi pa sila handang mag-reply. So, parang isipin mo na why are you, why are you parang excluding the National Human Rights Institution na involved dapat dyan kasi the drug war killings are committed by state forces and CHR is mandated to investigate abuses by state forces. So parang, yun yung parang hindi ko makuha na ano ba yung gustong iparating ng DOJ sa ginagawa na ganito nila. And two things, Judessa. Um, as you pointed out, the CHR's mandate is to investigate abuses by state forces. Yet, dun sila sa drug war panel in-exclude. 
eh, di ba, the, these are deaths committed in police anti-drug operations. So, police oh. yung pumatay. Oh. Ang, ang tanong lang ay, was it a regular nanlaban case or was it murder? So, it just it's just so weird na dun sa panel kung saan ang titignan mo talaga ay ang involvement or accountability ng state forces. Dun may include yung agency na may mandato na mag-investiga ng account ng, ng abuses ng state forces. Dun mo sila nilagay yeah. sa AO35 task force where okay, there are accusations na maybe state agents are behind the killings of these activists and um, human rights defenders, but hindi siya established na ano na na state agents doon. So parang bakit mo sila doon nilagay? And sinabi ni Secretary Guevara sa UN Human Rights Council, binida niya ang CHR, sinabi niya, the continued, this is a verbatim quote, the continued unhampered functioning of the Philippine Commission on Human Rights underpins our strong position. So, parang sinangkalan niya yung CHR only to hear from Commissioner Dumpit last week na nakatatlong letter na sila dyan sa data sharing agreement na yan, hindi pa rin sila binibigyan. So, I mean, was the Human Rights Council misled? I think that's the question. Oh. And were they willingly misled? Baka parang they have too much faith, no? Parang we have to know ano nangyari talaga. Kasi, uh, parang also you remember the rep- said by ask you if uh, if you ask si Secretary Guevara if kasama ba yung CHR sa data sharing sa drug war. Basta di ba ang reply niya parang he has to ask yung mga other law, law enforcement members. So parang these are the police na alam natin na from the get-go ayaw nilang bigyan ng yeah. ayaw nilang mag-cooperate with CHR magbigyan ng case studies, di ba? So, parang, yan, uh, sa ganito na sinasabi ng, ng Secretary of Justice na gusto niya magpakita lang na resulta, wala pang update for sure. What's keeping them from doing enough? Ano yung mga challenges? Parang, okay, gets logistics resources ba? Or is this like government policy? On the one hand, they can say, and probably there's some truth to that, na Mahirap nga naman kasi talaga, I mean, mahirap naman, clog naman talaga ang dockets ng NPS. Mahirap naman talaga and you know, the DOJ supervises so many agencies under it. So they're, they're, really, they're really bogged down by work. And to some extent, there's really truth in that. Pero hanggang saan mo pwedeng gamitin excuse yung, ay, ang dami ko kasing ano, eh, workload. And again, Parang, uh, how long could you use that excuse and how long will that excuse be acceptable? Kasi like ako, I understand. Oh nga naman, overworked ang mga prosecutor, give them some slack. But how long would you have to use that, would you have to use that excuse? Yeah, and if you remember, di ba, dami-dami mga incidents natin na ang bilis-bilis ng progress ng mga kaso, ang bilis-bilis silang mag-indict, ang bilis-bilis silang mag-convict. Mm-hmm. So, parang, ano yung difference oh, ito? Oh. As, as, as you mentioned, kung gusto nila, may paraan. Oh. Kasi, as we saw, yung mga, as we saw, the OSG, for example, it without it being asked by anyone, the OSG would what? 
go to Bilibid to talk to JB Sebastian to build up a case against Lila de Lima, the OSG would what? Initiate an investigation into Rappler's PDRs. It, ano pa yung ginawa nila? Initiate a Coanto versus ABS-CBN. It called up the AFP and asked them to check kung nandun pa ba yung application paper for amnesty ni Senator Trillanes. Proactive! Oh. It, it, it helped draft the affidavit of Bicoy sa inciting to sedition complaint. Now it's lawyering for the NPF LCAC. Oh. Proactive! May resources! Yeah. Kaya! Kumbaga! Uh-huh. Kayang-kaya! So, dun, dun, dun mo talaga nabibigyan ng... Parang dun mo idadoubt yung... yung reason na marami kasing trabaho, give us a little time. Pero, uh, I wanted to ask also, what do you think is missing? How should they address this gap? Uh, wala ba silang, well, political will? Alam ko, lagi lang sinasabi yun, pero wala ba silang political will? Wala ba silang sense of urgency? What should they do? Ang alam mo, if it involves the DOJ, ang hirap talagang Parang it's it's such a difficult agency to expect much from because they're a political agency. Mm. Appointed sila ng pangulo and so I mean I don't know is it is it a is it a problem with the constitutional setup? Babaguhin ba natin? Babaguhin ba natin ng setup? Pero that's the way it is. So parang kahit sinong tanungin mo, kahit opposition tanungin mo, they would always say that they will always give credit to Secretary Guevara because they know that that position is really difficult. Yeah. Kahit tanungin mo si Senator Dalima, sasabihin niya sa'yo, kahit nung Justice Secretary ako, I still served at the pleasure of the, my president. Yeah. So, ang hirap. So, ano yung what is expected of them? I, I don't know. I really don't know. But um, siguro sasabihin ko na lang na the worst of times bring out the best of should bring out the best of people and so if we don't see the best of these people then that is your answer so parang coming from the clean you've covered the DOJ for years especially during the height of the scrutiny of the drug war and other abuses under Duterte so you said na parang presidential appointee ng DOJ and we know that the drug war is a policy of the government we hear the president saying na Patayin lahat ng mga drug addicts, hindi sila dapat buhay, wala silang human rights. Can we honestly still depend on the DOJ to give or get justice for the thousands killed under Duterte's drug war? What will it take for them to achieve this? Kasi, of course, di ba parang, okay, uh, medyo yung mga pamilya na hindi na umaasa sa, may mga pamilya na hindi na umaasa sa domestic mechanisms, pero may mga iba na parang umaasa na, baka naman, mabigyan sila ng, Hostisha pa rin ng DOJ. Pero with this atmosphere, do you honestly, can you honestly say na we can still depend or, or can there still be surprises or what? You know, Judas, there's always a value in trusting the local system, the domestic system. Kasi when you lose trust in the domestic system, medyo hopeless. It's okay for all of us to hope and to pin some hope on the DOJ because that is our DOJ. That is our justice department. That is our justice department. Pero, um, I think there is 
a bigger value in letting external investigators step in. Because as we saw, the pressure of in drove DOJ to create a panel that will review the drug war deaths. Now, was that sincere? We don't know. Hmm. But at least they did it. So, nakikita mo na, ah, okay, kahit papano, may resulta yung pressure ng international community. So, maybe the UN um, Human Rights Council should see that kapag ina-up nila yung pressure, may nangyayari sa local, sa domestic, and maybe they should keep that role to keep pressing on the DOJ para singilin sila sa pinangako nila. So, I think uh, from that, for my last question, uh, ano ba yung mga dapat bantayan ng public, ng human rights community sa pagmamonitor ng sitwasyon para makatulong sila na magningil sa responsibilidad dapat na ginagawa ng DOJ sa drug war killing sa Pilipinas? Well, keep um, keep the pressure. Help, help us, the media, in following up. They should be able to come out with a report in November and uh, yun, um, sama-sama tayong maghintay ng sama-sama tayong maghintay ng November and beyond November sama-sama tayong maningil na dapat yung prosecution rate nila dito tumaas pa kasi there are too few cases being investigated and uh, you know, sabi ni Secretary Guevara nga sa UN Human Rights Council ia-assist nila ang mga biktima or ang pamilya ng mga biktima na mag-file ng complaint. Kasi baka, baka doon kasi yung bottleneck. Nobody wants to file because of fear. So, um, what will the DOJ do to make sure uh, that these witnesses feel safe? And so, I guess, um, as the public, kailangan din natin gumawa ng, um, in our own little ways to provide um, an environment in which the witnesses feel safe. Mm-hmm. So, on that note, let's see if the DOJ will genuinely do what the UNHRC wants them to do. Uh, we remember, we monitor the office of UN Rights Chief Michelle Bachelet kung ginagawa nila yun. Dapat gawin. And I think she will release a report and update the council in the next two years. So, thank you, Lian, for joining me today. Thank you, Judas. You're welcome. And thank you listeners for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Rappler Newsbreaks sa Facebook, pati na rin sa Twitter. If you want to get access to exclusive content and events, join Rappler Plus. Plus is a community where we discuss and get deeper insights to the issues we face today. You can sign up by visiting rappler.com slash plus. Kung meron ka namang gusto na topic na you think we should discuss in our podcast, you can email us at investigative at rappler.com. Again, I am Judas Gavilan and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. Quack, 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 quack.